This is episode 201 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of Two Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, it's Jesse. I am hopping in here before we get to today's episode to let you know that my postnatal fitness and pelvic health coaching certification is now open for enrollment until Thursday, October 28th. The Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy is my fully online course and the only comprehensive certification that helps existing and aspiring exercise and health professionals to support parents in their postnatal recoveries. And now is your opportunity to join us in our mission of helping postpartum folks through what can be certainly one of the most difficult transition periods of their lives. PFSA gives you everything you'll need to learn how to build pelvic health and exercise-focused classes, sessions, programs, services, and workshops. It will help you to create a successful to-you business or coaching practice, even if that means building your dreams at nap time and after bedtime. Listen, my friends, the moms and the parents, they need us. They are tired of being dismissed. They are over feeling misunderstood about their bodies, and they desperately need professionals to understand how to coach and treat them through the physical, mental, and emotional transitions they are undergoing. And I want you to become one of these go-to helpers in your community for postpartum care. Brand new to this class, you have the opportunity to enroll for the six-month-long small group mentorship track for perinatal professionals who want to complete their certification with the support of a group and also have guidance at building a sustainable, profitable business with integrity that you love. So I hope you say yes to adding this powerful training to your toolkit. All the details are at the link in today's show notes so you can get registered before class closes on October 28th. And I hope to see you in there. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. All right, today, friends, we have a listener question for you. This is actually a question that I am often asked from our students within the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy, which is our online postnatal fitness and pelvic health coaching certification for fitness and health pros. And this comes up quite often. And that is, what do you do if a client or patient wants to be exercising in a way that you, the coach, is not comfortable with? What do you do? And I think that perhaps we, many of us have had this experience before. I know I used to have this experience more than I do now. I just think that 
the clients that we have uh, coming to our programs, they're just really well aligned with kind of our messaging around exercise. So not as common, but I know that this is something that is on many people's minds. So what do you do? Anita, does this happen Mm -hmm. in your work? I would say it's similar to not really much anymore. Um, it, It was more before, more when even our education, right, was around like certain things don't do or wait on doing whereas things have really evolved over the last number of years so I wouldn't say this happens very often anymore yeah so what I was Mm -hmm. thinking is that this used to happen so much more often to me because I was coaching and training in a much different way which is what you're just speaking about and that leads us into kind of our first point as we're talking about what do you do if this is happening for you right now So number one, check your own biases and question your own stuff that might be coming up about that. So I remember some really specific instances, say five-ish years ago when I was coaching fitness clients online and they would want to be returning to running earlier than I thought was best, quote unquote best. So maybe they were, you know, like six, eight, 12 weeks postpartum. And they were people who liked to run and they wanted to get back into running. And I felt so much discomfort in that for myself, I was really nervous for them, but it was really because of my own stuff, my own thoughts, my own ideas, my own beliefs. Is that what you were thinking too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That there were just certain things that it's like you weren't supposed to do at a certain point, or even the whole. I know anyone who's been a health or fitness pro, if you've been one for at least a decade, you'll know it's like the whole crunches and sit ups situation, <laughs> which has changed things like that totally. And I think it's also when you're newer, right? Or if you're if you're newer into the public health world as a physio or a fitness coach you often will feel like you want to err more on the conservative side because you're just not sure you haven't had enough reps. You haven't seen enough clients in, in that early postpartum period or in pregnancy to really know and feel confident in like testing things out. That's probably one of the, my most favorite things to do with clients is like, we need to test and retest. And we do that in sessions Um, it's not this like, okay, I want you to try this and then go home for a few weeks and come back and we'll see. It's like, no, we're going to test it out now because we want to know what we need to tweak. We want to know what it feels like for the client. I know it's similar with your fitness clients. So I do think it comes as you get more reps, you get more comfortable with doing this kind of test and retest and problem solving and, and knowing how to challenge clients. Cause that's what it's about too, is like, we need to continually, especially if it's, if there's an injury or you're recovering, we need to gradually load the tissue and challenge things to see more change in whatever their goal is. I don't know if that answers it, but I love doing this, but I do think it comes as you get more experience. Yeah, that's so true. And as you're saying all that, I'm just thinking that I used to be so scared of hurting people or 
giving them something, some exercise or some workout that was going to flare their symptoms in some way. And that's what I hear from our students so often too, is that they're just so scared that they're going to make things worse for them and that the client is going to feel really crappy. And then the fitness professional is going to feel terrible about themselves and they're going to stop working with them and never trust them. So it just all becomes really spirally for them. And I think that's what's so different now about the way that I coach, like you're saying, it just, it's more play-like to test and retest and see what happens to see what the impact was to see how we can adjust and shift the strategy. It's not as scary because I have seen clients who have done stuff and their symptoms flared, but then we have all these tools about how to bring those symptoms down. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to make their prolapse so much worse with this workout. And then it's going to stay like that forever. And they're going to blame me for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And I think it comes down to as well, how you were saying, if there is a flare up and then what they can do, I think also empowers the clients. Cause I go through that with all of my clients, whether it's pain, um, incontinence, prolapse, like any symptom, they need like a flare up plan because life happens and there are going to be ebbs and flows. And for some of my clients, stress, stress is what brings on their symptoms. So I'm like, Rather than feeling helpless when these ebbs and flows happen, let's put together a plan for when, if a flare-up happens. And then they feel so much better with that too, because they're like, okay, I can actually play around with this or try out this um, distance running or whatever we're working towards with their goals. Because they're like, if I do have a flare-up, I actually know what I can do to help my symptoms. Yes. And that really leads us so perfectly into the next point we wanted to make. And that is, have they made an educated decision for themselves about what they want to do with their own body? And the second part to that is, have you given them adequate education to make the decision? So they're considering the risk and reward within the scenario, whatever that might be. And we can take returning to postpartum running as an example. But this, what you said of a flare up plan is exactly what I would consider in this little section. Have you given them adequate education to make the decision? Have they made an educated decision? And do you all have ideas about what's going to happen next or what's going to happen after? As you said, it's going to be absolutely key for them in making that educated decision to know that, okay, even if something arises that doesn't feel great in my body, I know that I have these two or three things afterwards that I can do or test and see if that's going to help me to feel better in my body if I don't feel that great. Mm -hmm. And also even, you know, them understand, let's say postpartum running, like you mentioned, We've talked about this in past episodes, like when people are getting back to it and I'll give clients kind of running guidelines to do over the following two weeks or whatnot before we check in again. And for example, if they run to a certain point and symptoms start to come in, I tell them it doesn't necessarily mean you need to stop, full stop. 
check in with the strategies we talked about. Have you lost the rotation through your torso, your like 11 to one o'clock rotation? Are you holding your breath? Are you just fatigued? Is your cardio at the max? Like, have you kind of hit that point, that edge with your cardio at that point? So for clients to understand symptoms are giving them information. It's not this like, absolutely stop. This is harming me. It's like, okay, what is going on that could be contributing? So how can I manage that myself? Like that's our goal as physios and coaches for people to be able to go out on their own, right? In terms of they're living their own life, getting back to exercise, that they have the tools to manage their symptoms. We're just guides. We're not, we're not going to be there 24-7 when something comes up. So they need to feel like they have more control and have like management strategies. Yeah. Love it. And that really is the giving them adequate education to make the decision. Like you're saying, we have to educate them about symptoms. We have to frame, help them frame what their beliefs and stories are about symptoms, give them some basics of pain science education, because all of that will then impact likely to some degree, how they feel in that exercise or the workout or the thing that they're going to then engage in. So our relational skills with them is so key in this to building trust together, to helping them feel confident and safe and capable in their body. So note how you are influencing how they then feel in and about their body. So the third thing to think about is setting clear boundaries about what your coaching or treatment strategies with them will be. And I think that this has made a big difference for me, like I was previously saying, in that I don't deal with this too much anymore. Number one, because I've checked a lot of my own biases and I question a lot of my own stuff, but also I just have really clear messaging and marketing and programming. And I think the people who come to us know what they're in for. They want what we're doing. They want to do exercise maybe in this different way. And the way that we're coaching it feels different for them, which is it's more flexible. It's more relaxed. We're not training for marathons. We're not working out six days a week. So think about what this is for you. What coaching or treatment stuff feels good and right for you? Who are the people that you want to be working with? What are they interested in doing with their bodies? And if we can be clear in that, of course, this comes with a level of privilege to be able to say, I want to work with these types of people. But if you can, you know, work with these clients and patients who feel really good and aligned with you, I feel like this can make a big difference in itself too. Okay. And the very last one, number four, if your discomfort remains, refer them to work with someone else. And that is absolutely okay and fine to do. And I, we do this in my business now 
quite often. And that is if someone tells us they write in, they're looking for personal training or fitness coaching online, and they tell us their goals and maybe their goals are fat loss or weight loss related. They want to be working out much more than our programming would prescribe to them. We just tell them this is what we do here within our programming. I'm not sure if that's going to work for you at this time. Here are a couple other examples of programs or trainers that might suit what you want to do. Does that come up for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, it's so great that you do that because I think that's key for any fitness or health professional. And I would say because most people that come to see me, like it is within kind of the kind of specific populations I work with and everyone I see does have a pelvic health concern or goal with what they're with what they're wanting so I'd say it doesn't really happen too often however once I am seeing someone especially within that initial assessment if I'm seeing things pop up that I'm like I would recommend you see so-and-so, whether it's a naturopath or massage therapist, like to create this team because everyone has their expertise. So I would say that's where it more so comes in for me in terms of building their team, because I can already pick out things that aren't necessarily things we'll work on as a physiotherapist, but I know is actually part of the reason for their symptoms, if that makes sense. So I find that that's more where it would come up. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And as you're talking about that, it just makes me think too, in terms of the things that I might refer out to or encourage our fitness and exercise students to do is to just notice these conversations that might be coming up or with your clients or the things that they're saying to you about their bodies, the reasons that they want to be exercising. And it it can happen with postpartum populations that you might find people who have this real urgency to want to change their body or they're using exercise as this tool to control maybe not only their body, but other things in their life too. They're over-exercising it's situations like that, that make me think that, you know what, it might not even be about the exercise. This might not be my realm whatsoever as a fitness professional. Perhaps there are other things going on here, body image wise, or postpartum mental and emotional health wise. And like you're saying, maybe this isn't my exercise. This isn't in my exercise capacity. Perhaps this is a mental health professional role that this person could benefit from seeing as well too. And I think that this is something that it probably happens much more often than we think within the fitness industry. For those of us who have worked are working in corporate gyms or big box gyms, this might be something that comes up for you. So just keep it in mind See what comes in on the intake forms or what people are emailing you, telling you that they want in a fitness program and just be aware. Okay, friends. So just know that if you are a fitness or exercise pro working with clients or patients who are postpartum, 
it might be something that comes up for you that you feel a certain kind of way when your client tells you that they want to exercise in this way. Maybe you don't feel super comfortable with it. So quick recap, what we would encourage you to do is number one, check your own biases and question your own stuff that's coming up about it. So really just look at your own stories about it. Look at your ideas about what they are wanting to do and why you're feeling a certain way about it. Number two, help them make an educated decision and give them the education to actually make that educated decision. And a couple of points we mentioned there was to have a flare up plan with them, make that plan with them, educate them about symptoms and pain and what all of that actually means to them. Number three, set some clear boundaries around what it is that you do in your coaching or your treatment with people. And are you actually the right person to help them along? And then lastly, if your discomfort remains or you don't feel like you are the correct provider, go ahead and refer them to work with someone else. And maybe that's not in your industry. Maybe that's a health adjacent industry to yours. But as always, we want to help people feel as best as they can in their bodies and their lives postpartum. So let's find a way working together to do that. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 